The unique importance of planned giving. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Andrew Hibble of the Planned Giving Initiative. And Andrew, thanks so much for being with us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Bill. So Andrew, there are so many aspects about fundraising. Why are you passionate specifically about planned giving? Wow, I was told this was only 10 minutes, so I'm, it, it's really hard to answer that question succinctly, but I'll do my best with that. Um, I think planned giving is a, an amazing fusion between the importance of philanthropic missions of organizations and the things that are meaningful to people in life. It's about people's life's passions. It's about what people find uh, important in their lives, and it's a very personal reflection of, of merging uh, those two uh, sometimes uh, amazingly, um, uh, what I'd say, synergistic uh, uh, beliefs. The fusion of passion between the donor and the nonprofit's mission. Andrew, let me ask you to unpack that a little bit more because I can do that with my annual gift. I can do that with my major gift. What is distinct and even more special about planned giving when that deeper relationship is happening between the donor and the nonprofit organization? I, I think it really comes at the point where I think the 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 organization understands that they have, in many cases, a very, very dedicated uh, annual donor, and in, in a good number of cases, in a major donor as well. But one thing that we all have in common in life is that life does come to an end, unfortunately. And when people are putting together those affairs, oftentimes uh, nonprofits do enter the discussion. Sometimes they don't. And what we are doing as a nonprofit is trying to remind people that if they are considering uh, putting together those plans that, and we do bring meaning to their lives, maybe they should consider us. I probably would, would take it a little bit of a step further that while we all every day, and, and I now now know uh, through a pandemic, people are more aware of their own mortality, and we are all every day working, walking. Excuse me, starting again. Every day we're all walking along with our mortality, but aren't always cognizant that it's there with us. When donors start considering their estate plans and what's important to them and a kind of a process of both recognizing values and things that gave meaning to their lives, but also leaving for future generations, that's really where a plan giving opportunity is kind of uniquely different. And uh, if I was going to flip back to the organizational perspective, the organizations need to, maybe a, an annual gift is kind of a, a great way to look at it. If somebody's recognized us all along our lives, don't you think that that might be a great opportunity for them to recognize us with the last of expression of what's important to them? And Andrew mentioned the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on planned giving. The fundraising school, we include the data from a survey conducted by the National Association of Charitable Gift Planners and Marks and Lundy, which showed a significant increase amongst nonprofits and what they were hearing from their donors who had more and more growing interest in planned giving including from millennials, Andrew, that even the younger generations, you know, we used to think, well, somebody is looking at towards their final season of life, it's time to think of a, a planned gift. But the impact of COVID was so strong that even many of our neighbors in that millennial generation were starting to take a look at making planned gifts. It, 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 it never ceases to amaze me the, the impact of planned giving, no matter where you may be in the life cycle. 
Um, you're going to see it oftentimes when, when people settle down and put together their first estate plan that you're always kind of asked, uh, like, okay, in the God forbid occasion that nobody you, you, you're leaving this to survives you, where would you want this to go? And people are kind of forced with that question for the first time. And I think that that's a, a good point to, to start understanding. That's when people start contemplating this question. They may tuck that question away for a good number of years, but they start asking that question fairly early on. And Andrew, you mentioned that, you know, asking that question, people are looking at the meaning of their lives. That is so deep, so personal, so philosophical in so many ways. And, and the fundraiser is thinking about, I have annual goals that I need to meet. I have this major gift campaign. I, you know, we want to have that successful, successful special event or digital fundraising initiative. And you're asking me to think about walking alongside somebody and having a conversation about the meaning of their life. How can fundraisers go about doing that? I, to me, I think it's a little bit of a paradigm shift. Instead of seeing a, a good plan giving officer is able to sit down with somebody just because of who they are and what is meaningful to them, uh, for one, having a, a grasp on some of these questions themselves and say, I want to understand what brings meaning to this person. I'm not here to try to sell them on A, B, or C. I'm trying to understand what is good already in them, what is important to them, and remind them of those things. I mean, in the end, I'd say that's always good fundraising. You have a little bit more of an ability to do that in these sorts of plan giving conversations where you're exploring that. And I think that that's where how you go about that is offering your own humanity up, offering that you're just like them, a human being who's interested in this, who's looked at these questions, who find these questions important, and really do want to understand, not just because you're a fundraiser, not just because that you, you know that they're contemplating it, but because you're interested in them in that way. Um, it's, a, it's a natural curiosity that folks have that I think you see a lot of plan giving officers who are souls who who don't find these questions difficult to explore, but rather bring a lot of privilege and meaning to be able to be a small part of other people exploring these questions. We're having deeply personal conversations with our donors. And, and Andrew, I'm very interested in your advice for fundraisers who, of course, need to maintain a professional relationship with their donors. And yet in these discussions with about plan giving, it sounds like they need to be vulnerable. They need to be transparent. This does get at a deeply personal level with the donor. How do, how do we balance that professional with that personal since we're having these you know, kind of philosophical existential conversations with our donors? I think that's a really good question. I, I, I would put some very hard boundaries and build some pretty big fences. You're not there to be the trustee of a donor's trust or, or an administrator or personal representative of somebody's estate. You are there to represent the nonprofit that you represent, uh, represent it to the donor, to their advisors, and be a, a, what I'd say a facilitator for those discussions moving forward. Now, on the personal side with the donor, I think understanding that the, the donor is going to feel a connection with you and you're going to feel a connection with them. I think appreciate it for what it is. I mean, it that's life. Like you to say you're going to have a business relationship that's purely business with somebody you're doing a plan gift with, I think you're 
you're selling yourself, you're selling the experience, you're selling your nonprofit, and you're selling the donors short. I think what you have to understand is being authentically who you are and being vulnerable is is part of, at least for me, the gig. It's also what makes it so deeply meaningful to, I think, the people who are who are so good at doing it. All fundraising from the fundraiser's perspective needs to be transformational, that win-win for the donor, for the nonprofit, for the cause that the nonprofit is advancing, not transactional. Some donors may look at it that way, but as fundraisers, we need to stay transformational. And that's especially true with planned giving as we're helping that donor continue their impact, continue their passions, even though they'll be leaving this world uh, at one point or another. Um, Andrew, let me, oh, yes, please. I I feel like I want to make one small, very important note as folks look at their definition of plan giving and parse something here. There is part of plan giving that is transactional. I'd probably say that's kind of the introductory opportunities that somebody is going through some sort of business or estate planning transaction and has been advised by an advisor to consider plan giving. That is definitely on the side that you're trying to start something from that. I would posit that those conversations when they go someplace are because it's moved from that to where it becomes more personal. But in those early stages, what I would call um, early stage plan giving discussions, they're very different than implementation gift planning discussions, which can be extremely personal with the donor. So make sure when you're kind of looking at it, don't don't doubt yourself of those initial conversations that you're going to be a little bit more buttoned up. You're going to ask the questions or answer the questions that are being asked. You don't need to feel like you need to dive into that right what right away. But as the donor goes in that direction, follow their lead. Andrew, I'm so glad that you added that important caveat. Um, and we know from the research, one example of that transactional is the importance of taxes uh, grows uh, when people are thinking about plan giving compared to other types of charitable giving. And again, that's just one example. But even then, that donor's telling us they want to be a good steward. It's the way they're stewarding their resources is the motivation behind that, uh, as we also uh, tie that interest into the cause of our nonprofit and how that donor can express their meaning through that planned gift. Uh, Let me ask you this. Um, Again, there were so many areas that you could explore with fundraising. What need did you see to start the planned giving initiative? Were you seeing not enough nonprofits incorporating planned giving into their fundraising planning? Were you hearing from donors saying they weren't being served well? You know, what were you observing that led you to create the planned giving initiative? I, I think it's, uh, I, I need to offer a few more caveats. One, being a planned giving officer, I'm also married to a planned giving officer, which <laughs> uh, I think is important to point out. And as we both took about a 10-year hiatus away from planned giving from about 2000 to 2010, one of the things that we noticed was the places that were good in 2000 at doing plan giving were even better in 2010. And the folks that had a harder time struggling with plan gifts from a nonprofit perspective in 2010 were struggling even more. And to my wife, Elizabeth, and I, I think this has always been an equity issue. The tax deduction, the tax benefits, everything applies equally to every nonprofit out there. And there's a lot of nonprofits that are very skilled at doing plan giving, but that's not a lot of nonprofits overall. And for us, it's the equity part of this. We'd like the plan giving tools to be available in equal ability to every nonprofit. 
with that, I think particularly when you look at the, the state uh, of the nonprofit world and the and the communities that are served, we really feel like the, the most at-risk communities are probably served by organizations that are most likely not so well-skilled in, in plan giving. And if we really want to look at really rectifying some of the iniquities and really look at sustainability of nonprofits that serve those communities, you have to look at plan giving. If you're not looking at plan giving at, at that part of community level, you're really not talking about sustainability. You're merely talking about generational to generational survivability. And for us, I think that's the fundamental challenge that we're prepared probably is nowhere going to be close to being done during our lifetimes, but we'd like to move the needle just a little bit further in that direction. And we believe the plan giving community, the larger plan giving community and plan giving officers feel that way. Well, Andrew, this has been a wonderful conversation about the deeply personal aspects of plan giving, uh, both from the standpoint of the donor and from the standpoint of the fundraiser. And just right there, you gave us a, a great summary as to why nonprofits should incorporate planned giving into their overall fundraising planning if they're not doing so already. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. It's been a delight. And of course, that leaves folks wondering, okay, so what? How do I do this? And of course, there are resources available at the Planned Giving Initiative. And we have our course at the Fundraising School on Planned Giving. It's a public course, three days. You can take it in person or online, and it's one of the courses that leads to our certi Certificate in Fundraising Management. Now, that's one of about a couple of dozen public courses that we have and four different certificates that we offer. By the way, we can bring planned giving to you in a custom format, a tailor-made format, just on the topic of planned giving or tied together with other topics from other courses. We can make courses specifically for your nonprofit, your association, your region, your county, whatever the case might be. And again, those can be in person. Those can be online. We have our quarterly webinars. We have these free podcasts. And of course, we have the fifth edition of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising. And there is a chapter on planned giving written by one of the top experts, Dr. Russell James. And you receive a free copy of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising if and when you register and complete principles and techniques of fundraising. Books also available for sale. All of this information is on our website at Philanthropy dot iupui dot edu forward slash the fundraising school so grateful again to our guest today andrew hibble our producers today are mike anthony and jennifer boffman i'm bill stanjakevich and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school mm -hmm.